0: Welcome to the deep dive. This is round eighteen preview time. We are Tuesday night. Hello listeners. Hello, Mr. Smith.
1: Hello, Trent Mile Mate. We're up to episode forty two. Can you believe it?
0: <laughs> pretty pretty outrageous. If there's anything that's true about this podcast, we are dedicated. So we least, are dedicated. At least, at least there's definitely that. We're nearly, nearly getting to the, the half ton. It's, uh, well, we'll get there definitely this year. So that's, that's surprising. But at least we've done a, a heap of episodes, and it's been a lot of fun. And, and yeah, we really appreciate everybody listening. And round eighteen is, it's crazy. It's gone so fast. Round eighteen now. So six games to go. it's it's getting so tight as we said in the reviews if you didn't get a chance to listen to the review we went pretty deep into a bunch of games did a, a ladder preview at the start as well we're going to do that each week through the review because there is just so much to look at and at the moment with it being so close and there's you know two or three sort of breaks around in the eight, there's you know, so much to talk yeah, about. And so s-
1: and funnily enough, so much has happened in the last twenty four hours since we last recorded that it makes this round even more intriguing, lots of twists around and, yeah. and all that type of stuff. So it happens most years, but it's good to be able to be on a forum that we can chat about it and, and let other people in and get their opinions about what we think about it as well.
0: Yeah, well it's a, it is clearly a very interesting season to start doing this. I mean we spoke about it a few years ago it took us a few years to get on on the track of actually doing it but it, it there's you know, with potential rule changings coming in next year and it's being such a tight season and you know, quality teams in pretty much every state now as all that makes it really interesting too. So, And the finals race is going to be super tight. So there's a lot to go through. This, I think again, and I think probably for the rest of the season, the preview episodes might be a little bit of a hybrid episode because there is just so much to talk about. And there was a heap that we just didn't get time to do in the review. We still went for two hours, but there was a, a stack that we wanted
1: to cover. Yeah, a we- couple of games we had to cut. Short just because it was we were getting to that two hour period, and yeah, we just can't keep talking and upload that type of well.
0: Our well, there's a few things like, firstly, our host doesn't seem to like files bigger than two hours, but then, regardless of that, like, I, I just think it purely gets too long. We get yet. really tired anyway, we we fall asleep. Well, weeks. it's a long time to talk, talk mm. for, for that long, but anyway, we'll smash into round 18. So, before we do, big shout out to our fantastic sponsors, Hopster Home. So, check out hopsterhome.com.au. So, there are a craft beer delivery service so you sign up they've got a subscription service you've got a couple of different pack sizes to choose from so we're sitting here drinking a wolf of the willows so southeast of melbourne this is a the woodsman so this is a an amber ale and it's kind of halfway between an amber ale and a stout it's quite from heavy on the darker and, side of things yeah, yeah perfect for this time of year so what they do is they get access to you know limited release beers and some bigger brews as well but certainly some really obtuse stuff that's Mm. really worth checking out and it's a really good way to buy craft beer and support your independence because there's yeah, certainly a couple of dollars being reaped in by the big chains it's nice yeah, to give it to the smaller businesses. absolutely
1: well. and, and just learn about some of the, the local lads and, and girls that are doing some fine brews and they could be just around the corner who knows and I you mean, don't
0: know and look they, they do such a good job of it too they give you tasting notes and a bunch of information about the brewery so they're, they're doing a lot of stuff to promote the breweries as well so definitely check them out hopsterhome.com.au if you use the promo code AFL deep dive you get A $25 discount off your first pack. So that's a really good way to get it started, and you can pause and resume it as well. So, anyway, let's get into round 18. So, we'll start with the Friday night. So, St Kilda versus Richmond. So, if you're wanting a ladder recap, we did do that at the start of the review. So, if you want to go back and listen to that, we won't do that again through this one. So, St Kilda versus Richmond for the Maddies match. So, 15th versus 1st. Yeah, I mean, look, you would assume St. Kilda are going to turn up for this match. They've had a, a pretty good month. So they've had win-win-loss-win, and then Richmond just losing recently, but obviously in very good form. So first versus 15th. So, you know, pretty tight form at 7.50 at Etihad Stadium. I... Obviously the, the, the You know You're going to see Richmond But uh, I mean How good of a game Is this going to be From St Kilda Do you think
1: Yeah look I think they will I think they'll show A lot of What we all expected We'd see earlier In the year They've got their Tails uh, up They're playing Some decent footy I'll bet. Against not the best quality components, although they did show a bit of fight against Port Adelaide a couple of weekends ago. Richmond obviously lost a pretty tight one, will be ready to attest to that and reassert themselves. One of those games where I think Saints will play and be competitive for a half and then all of a sudden Tykes will just go, you know what?
0: You'd think so, especially with the loss last week <coughs> yeah. with GWS. You don't I don't just don't see this being another loss. I mean I hope St Kilda really turn up to play and it is a really tired match, especially for the Maddie's match. You know, you want this match to be as close as it can be throughout the the years that it keeps going and it's it is a really good initiative of Nick and Jack. Rewalt with um, their sister and cousin, respectively, passing away. So it's so, you know, a horrible disease, and if you, you can get around it, you definitely should. In terms of the game, uh, Hunter Clark was pretty quiet last week. He, he is a good player. Uh, Jack Lonnie as well. There's, there's a couple of people in the St Kilda side that might get rotated out, but given how much of the back end of the season it is now, and you know they obviously are wanting to get the best out of some of their kids and just see... Where they're at, you know, Blake Akers was pretty good in the VFL, but there is a few people knocking on the door, but they're obviously so far out of it now, and they are one of the teams that's mathematically not able to play finals. I I, I think that the side will probably remain relatively unchained. I think Blake Akers might be a chance to come, and that's probably about it.
1: Yeah, and Seb Ross was out uh, with Gastro, so you think he would come back. But hopefully, this this is the first time that this um, particular benefit-type game is going to be played without one of the beneficiaries... Well, or not beneficiaries, but one of the people that the main were keen to with uh, Nick obviously retiring at the end of the year, so hopefully the Saints can get around around it without him there. I'm sure he'll be down in the uh, rooms beforehand, anyway. Just having a chat to the, oh, the of players, course, yeah. And he'll be there for ambassador type uh, roles and whatnot. So you would think that Saints will probably bring their best brand of footy to the game. It's just a lot of daylight between the two teams at the moment. It has been all well, year. They're in,
0: they're in a diff- <clears throat> really different space, and you know, it probably gives Nick just in terms of what you were just saying. probably gives Nick more time to be able to to be part of the the, the sort of marketing of the whole event because he's not tied. Up for training and so many other things, so that might actually be a good thing. But th- this will continue on, you know, post Jack as well. Oh, it's, it's something that, that's done really well, and the AFL has been good to get around it. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the game, clearly Richmond are, uh, are in a totally different position to St Kilda, and it is an amazing scenario thinking that you know only around a year ago St Kilda beat Richmond, and look at where the two teams are at now. St Kilda have had a really horrible year; they took a long time to get started. They obviously had some injuries as well and, and Richmond went on and won the flag. They you know, they had nine wins at this stage last year and then they were the best team for the back end of the year and then absolutely for the finals so two you know very very different positions and they you know just got so much they, I mean, the, the difference between the two even you know a year or so ago Richmond had a really down day that day and a lot of their their A grades just weren't playing well so but yeah look up like Richmond for me I don't I don't know how you can can tip St. Kilda I mean I know we had a lot of upsets last week but this this isn't going to be an upset for me i think richmond will, will pull this away and they'll, they'll do particularly well i'd imagine i think probably 35 points i would say because St. Kilda will push them and and really try to you know put on some sort of a show you you would hope it'd be pretty disrespectful to a champion of the game and of their club in in you know with his initiative so i i would imagine it'll get close but yeah five or six goals i would have thought
1: yeah I, i'd tend to think the same way it would just be interesting whether richmond make many changes to the Their lineup, obviously, they've still got a couple of injuries that are another two or three weeks away. The couple of ins that they had from last week didn't have the best games. However, they were up against a pretty competitive team and they have both Alice and Shay Bolton haven't played a lot of football. So it would be pretty harsh just to drop them on that. I would have thought given the fact that Richmond are in a pretty good position at the moment, coming up against a team that is playing good footy, it'd be a good opportunity just to see if either Alice and Bolton and a couple of others yeah. have got the the ticket to actually stick it out for the year and be uh, potential players come finals.
0: Well, so, yeah, I mean, there was no recorded specific injuries with Richmond, mm. but you'd think a couple of them potentially could come out. There was a few that weren't great, but they might remain unchanged. So, Richmond obviously coming off a loss from GWS and St Kilda coming off a very soft win against Carlton. So. But I, I, I still don't think that's going to make much of oh, a Irrespective, I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely Richmond. I think, yeah, somewhere in between 30 to 40 points as well.
0: They'll be keen to you know <laughs> show their form as well and, and really get another win. And with the season being so tight, you would think West Coast being the, the other equal first with Richmond are going to beat the Dogs, so you'd think by the end of the round that Richmond and Eagles will still remain in the the number one and number two position, but stranger things have happened. You you would imagine that would be the case, though. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think, yeah, Richmond for both of us, Yeah, absolutely. So, it should be...
1: thrilling game to watch on Friday. Yeah, night. look,
0: I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it's going to be a massive blowout, and I hope it is a quality game. Maybe that's the the optimism, but I, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's not a massive blowout because that that would never be good to watch. No. But especially after the loss, they're really hit, hitting Richmond at, at not an ideal time. And I think Richmond are a team that you want to play. Once you've actually, you know, been playing in not, you know, just a little bit of form, but some serious form and having such a soft game against Carlton, I don't think that's going to help. No. So coming into the Saturday games, Collingwood versus North. So third versus ninth. Collingwood, you know, playing obviously very, very well of late, just losing that last game to the Eagles and then North losing to Sydney. So they're continuing there again, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So interesting setup with these two teams north playing much better than ninth and pies their number probably a little bit encouraged with you know playing you know a fair few bottom sides and not playing as many top sides but still in very very good form third versus ninth we will talk pretty heavily into the ends because I think that is going to be a bit of a factor with this game it's so it's playing at the G so this is a 145 slot I think Collingwood will bounce back but I tell you what I I think North did a very very good job at exploiting Collingwood uh, sorry Sydney's weaknesses last week and gee, I mean it looks like Cox isn't going to play so that's that's fascinating yeah. and you know Langdon as well and yeah I mean there's a few people that are sort of on the edges that it, yeah it, what, what do you think do you think North can beat them?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. This, I'm it's very, a tough tier. I, I, I really don't know which way to go because obviously there's your theory about teams playing the week Sydney. after Sydney. Yeah. But I don't think North have lost two in a row this year. So No, we lost, win, lost, win, lost. Yeah, yeah, so... and then They did a while ago, but not the, for ages. And then yeah. i look at the injuries at all that um, Collingwood have been faced with now. And if Cox doesn't get up, is it going to be stretching them another week without uh, some key players with North obviously playing extremely good football on the weekend and having to just lose to the swans I, I really I really don't know I'm actually tempted to go and see this game being a a, a, neutral, um, supporter. a neutral supporter um, at the G 145 on a Saturday afternoon should be a good game yeah so I I oh, yeah at the moment, I'm going with North because I think North played better footy on the weekend and the chances of Cox coming back are slim at best. So I think North are going to have a better team on paper and yeah, I think they get over get over them just.
0: I think Collingwood were not as bad as people have been saying against the Eagles. And I, I just think that North... They've got to drop at some point, and that was a hard game against Sydney last week. That was an exhausting game. I would love to see North win this game, but I reckon Collingwood are going to do it. I just think
1: they're going to have the ability to be able to just get over the line. I think it's going to be within ten or fifteen what, points. The other, the other question mark is I can't remember the last time. I mean, it might have been not too many weeks ago. But last time North played at the G and actually got a win. Yeah, it's a little. So while they played Essendon now. and lost to Essendon in a really really good game, but think on oh no, a yep yeah, no it's been a while yeah since it I has been there, a little so... while
0: because they play Eddie out obviously a lot more and the ground is obviously a bit different as well which yeah. does impact things a bit it'll be interesting to see what North do so they've, they've got a few dilemmas so it sounds like McKay might play as well they'll be waiting on Jacobs throughout the week there's a there's a few interesting things I think probably wait on this game I think Before you do your tips And just see what the ins and outs are Because this might change quite a bit Yeah I think so In terms of It is one of those games And it is so tight I'd probably just wait to see what's going to happen but it if sounds Cox like com- Cox is not going to play but if he does play yeah well, I
1: think that's a massive advantage if he plays for Collingwood but as you said look, they, they are playing very good football and the spread to be able to capitalise on entries to forward 50 and kick goals has been their strongest point this year which everyone at the start of the year was saying is going to be the hardest uh, thing to for Collingwood to do with uh, kick a winning score but they've obviously defied the odds and looking pretty Pretty good at the moment, but I'm I'm going with North at the moment. I'm going. I think too much firepower. I think their backs are really well settled and that midfield is just playing extremely good footy and I think they'll uh, be able to cover the engine room that Collingwood have got, which is very, very good.
0: Yeah, I, look, it, it is very hard to get a read on. I, I'm, I'm going to go with the pies. Yep. The other thing too with Collingwood as well is it was good to see them get out of the pokies too. So today it was all done. They're they're out. So yep. that's another team that's out of it, which is good to see. It is very good
1: to see. I, um, obviously there's lots of issues outside of football that are related to that type of stuff and the more clubs that can survive without them I think the better for for them and obviously to build uh, strong communities within their, their club as well yeah and yeah I mean
0: obviously then you know giving money to the club via membership means you're basically giving money to fund what is a, a terrible problem in Australia so, mm. so there's a lot of issues out there but that's still still not ideal and there's plenty of ways to make money outside of that But, yeah, look, Collingwood North, I'm going to go with the Pies. But this is such a tight game. I just think the Pies have shown enough this year, being at the G as well. I'm going to go with Collingwood. It's
1: arguably, along with... One other game, Saturday night, it's probably... And oh, Carlton Hawks as well. That's another type third, of game. Yeah, third. There's probably three really standout games coming up, and that's definitely one of them. There's you know, some
0: dreadful-looking games on paper, but there's there's some amazing-looking games as well. I think I think the Geelong-Melbourne game's yeah, that's are the other about one, as and, big as it gets. And
1: the, and the last game on Sunday as well. Yeah,
0: so we'll, we'll keep, keep moving. Going,
1: but that this should be a very good game.
0: Yeah, and look, we're split on that one, and that doesn't happen often. No. It shows how close it is. So next one, Sydney versus the goal. Coast at so, the SCG. At the SCG 210, Gold Coast have lost their last 40 in a row, and Swanee's coming off a, a miracle, amazing win against North last week. So they both have to travel to go to the grounds. Swanee's by 50 points. Even with Kennedy most likely out They'll, yeah, and obviously McVeigh Still still very out and Hanbury and, yeah, no, I, the Gold Coast Aren't going to win this game. They might give them A little bit of a scare in the first half But Sydney will win this game by a long way
1: Oh, When did you become missed optimistic? I because don't give them a chance
0: at all. Because <laughs> when you play shit sides yeah, at the back true. end of the year, this is exactly what happens year in, year out. When the last five to six, seven games, the top sides look what happened. Port just lost to Frio. This this stuff happens back end of the year. It's Port, Port about, are a really good side.
1: We're talking about Gold Coast, though.
0: I know they're dreadful, but I think yeah, just briefly. Might, they might a yeah, brief, and brief did,
1: shock. And they did show some signs of being yeah. able to know how to play football. Or well, Essen
0: for yeah. the first sort of yeah. little bit?
1: No, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, Essen, how many goals 10 plus potentially I think Buddy has a day out I think Bronk has a day out I think Heaney has a day out Mm. it's it's sad it it could be an embarrassing game Yeah, or they could just just take the pedal off and I mean which it's not Sydney like but they may just take it a bit easier with the injuries that are starting to uh, pile up for them Um, you think
0: against such a rubbish side as well Gary Rowan would probably come in as well try and get him playing into form you think Heath Grundy will be back in too, so yeah, look, I, I think if Kennedy is any doubt with it being him. such a rubbish... Game, there's there's no way you risk him, no way, not no. not against Gold Coast.
1: There's there's no need, and they've won enough games. There's so much upside for Sydney with yeah. this game to be able to try different things. That are yeah, I wouldn't be risking Kennedy if there's even a little bit of a a cloud over him. What's the point? I'm sure they can cover him. And then I mean, I like to say it's no disrespect to the Gold Coast, but you can't help but disrespect how crap they are.
0: They're they're dreadful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They've been the pretty much with Carlton. Those two teams have been insanely bad but mm. that's it i mean yeah it's, yeah look i'm trying to draw some you know blood out of stone it but yeah. it's yeah i think S- sydney for me by a fair way and yeah you know, um,
1: i think if gold coast can be competitive for half that's a win for them that's what the that's how bad take, they re- are yeah they've yeah. just got to take little steps now like baby steps mm, real good. baby steps yeah real expensive baby <laughs> very, steps. very expensive we'll keep moving they're in on their Shoes and <laughs> Louvertine to. <laughs>
0: I don't think they're going to afford to spend money on rubbish like that. they got to pay for the team. Next into Essendon versus the Dakarers, 12-13th. So Essendon obviously having a, a miracle sort of run live wire chance to make finals. He had Stadium 435 against the Dockers, having a, a real funky win in what was sort of slightly wet conditions against Port and a very down Port and a bit of a cooked Port as well. Oh, I think Essendon will bounce back, though. This is the very... I know they had a pretty soft game against Gold Coast but they'll, they'll keep there's not
1: yeah this is a very SNL odd this game. game this is a very odd game in as far as the lattice predicting form because I think Essendon actually wallop Freo even well, it though it just shows
0: how bizarre the ladder is and it shows that Dockers have actually gathered wins over the time whereas Essendon were rubbish for a period yeah. but then they were fantastic for a period yeah. And I th- whereas that... Freo have been very up and down
1: yeah and I, I think it's going to be a 40 point game or there so yeah, thirty Essendon, to forty points. Yeah, I think yeah. Essendon are going to win, win very comfortably. Uh, Frio have only ever shown signs this year that they can win at home. I, I know they've won one or two games away, but it was against rubbish teams. And again, another round without Sandlands and Fife makes it very difficult. And yeah, I just think this is another game that they're not going to keep coming back to on this. <laughs> no, it's not going to be very miracle stuff. Football. What they
0: did, yeah. So Fantasia Whether he plays Will be fascinating Stewart as well He was quite good In the VFL Yeah look They've got enough on, on That can deal with Freo surely Collier as well so. He was not great Last week Maybe he comes out For, for Fantasia Yeah it would be interesting To see what happens What do you think Do you think Freo had Any chance Of winning this game Yeah
1: Oh, look! It, it'd be a very disappointing uh, spectacle from Essendon for Fredo to get up. I think Essendon would literally have had to go on to go to sleep uh, for three quarters. I think their football, their best football, even one quarter, is enough to get them over the line. They probably will look at last weekend as. No opportunity going missing to really boost their percentage. Yeah, and I think they'll come out firing, and and they'll just they'll put this game to rest in the first quarter. I think it might be a seven goal lead at quarter time.
0: Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where I mean Essendon just can't lose games from here, no. and they they seem to be pretty wary yeah. of that. They seem to be pretty switched on, and they they
1: know the task at hand. And because there's blood in the water with North and Hawthorn losing on the weekend, they'll they'll sniff that and go, you know what, we can really take advantage of this oh, and, and pull a the game. They back. GWS yep.
0: could be the two teams that yep. sneak in for absolutely. sure absolutely so because yep. with Essendon's run home as well yeah they, they can't let this game go they just can't let it fall away yeah so I'm not I, reading into the no. Freo
1: win on the weekend Port Adelaide were horrible they, that was they, they, we, we, yeah. we
0: spent about five minutes on that game that was yeah. legitimately one of the worst Port Adelaide games literally ever went so. over
1: there going we can sleep and win this and you can't you can't do that against any team in the comp maybe Carlton that's about it All we'll will no, goal case, will beat you. Maybe. If you fall asleep for the whole game. That's true. For the whole game. Yeah, for the yeah whole maybe game. Half, half, <laughs> half. Half game, Get awake You go, she's got to kick a few goals here, but we we're all right. Only a, a few. perk up a bit. Only got to kick five. No, And that's you get true. in front. Yeah. You know. No, so it, it's no really I don't give any really, chance. Yeah, do not give for any chance. I think they'll be good for... They'll be competitive for a quarter somewhere. It is
0: bizarre, yeah. isn't it? Twelve versus 13. That we're yeah. saying that the 12th is, as you said, is... Um, Almost certainly to win, but who knows? It is a bizarre season, I reckon, but I would think surely.
1: But I reckon the gap between these two teams is like the gap between Brisbane, Carlton, the other week. Yeah, they were playing the next to next to each other on the ladder, but the spread well, of goals. quality. Yeah, was, and, I, and if Essendon win by ten goals, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, it's possible, but I, I think don't think they're that much better. I but I think five. I don't or think six. they have enough
0: offensive power to win by such massive margins. Not because at the they, no, well, not with Gold Coast last week. So, so we we'll keep moving. Brisbane versus the Crows, 16th versus. 11th, Brisbane three in a row first time in five years so really hitting some decent form, looking good quality kids up at the Gabba, they've been good at the Gabba this year this is a bit of a danger game, and it's the four Crows in a,
1: four in a row for me. You reckon they're going to win yep. four in a row? Yeah, so I don't think. I don't think Adelaide can back up their efforts of last week.
0: Crows have had a funny last five weeks: so lost, lost, win, lost, win. So I mean, they have really been scraping it together. It was a big reason why we went with the Cats to beat the Crows. So you think the Lions can back this up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, having seen what they did to my boys, and they've got a real spring in their step. Lots of quality players across the board. The yeah, young players have got a lot of belief now in their own ability and the team structure, and it's a big, t- it's a tough road trip to come from Adelaide to go up to the Gabba, and obviously Adelaide had a big tough game against Geelong. Brisbane had easy street in the second half against Hawthorne. They were basically going against witches hats, so I think they're going to be a lot fresher. I think um, Fagan will have them primed to go. You know what? It's been a very very long time since we've done four in a row. Let's. Let's get to work and get it done. Do you think Hodge plays? Yeah, I think the uh, week off was just a bit of management, uh, being an old boy and just needing a bit of rest. It was a
0: hamstring stretch or something, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, and and playing in the potentially heavy and cold conditions of Launceston might have just put him a bit too far over. It'll be interesting. I don't know the severity again. They've been pretty cagey about it, but the warm weather up there... I'd be surprised if they don't play him, even if it's just for half, just to see how he gets through, uh, just to test it a little bit. But, yeah, I'm I'm very bullish on the the breezy lines this weekend. Yeah, it sounds like Harris Andrews is still not going to
0: play, so that brutal hit, he's still going to be out... It, you know there's a few people on the edges yeah, Bastanax, Bastanax a chance yeah. hasn't
1: played he hasn't played for ages he's so. the one that's
0: I think a bit of a chance I, I think he's he's the one that might come in but I, yeah, I think if Hodge given, doesn't come back I think they bring him in but given that win you'd think that they, they're gonna they're gonna be better I mean the, he'll keep be veritive, it pretty veritive easy veritive, Yeah. from what he what had last week I don't think it's gonna change too much you, you wanna keep once they a young side is starting to get wins on the board especially in the way that this has happened and from how far back they've come I mean yeah, they're not going after no, a final spot so no, 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 but change it up but more that like once you you, they've come back from you know the depths now they're finally coming out of this rebuild and you, you know you want to keep these kids together so they can experience it together and even if it is a loss mm. So, the other side, I mean, obviously, Adelaide, very, very, very desperate for a win, to say the least. They've only got six games to go, and, you know, Adelaide's sitting with only eight wins. So, it's looking like, with all the upsets from last week, it's looking like 12 may get you in, but you'd absolutely want to aim for 13 wins. You certainly don't want to risk that because then you've got to. You know, go for uh, percentage as well and Adelaide only sitting on 98 so yeah. Adelaide are very desperate for a win and, and this is really very much a fascinating game one of the you know casualties of last week against Geelong Taylor Walker suspended yeah. So he's out. You would imagine Fogarty probably comes in. Yeah, it, it's fascinating to see what they do with McGovern as well. Apparently he's a bit of a chance, and the other one is Richard Douglas. So yeah, if they come in, geez, it does flip it a lot. And I, I'm going to ride the the ins and outs, especially with Brisbane winning last week, winning away, winning so well. I, I do. I'm more inclined to think that they might dip after that. But I, with the with the quality of Adelaide. Ins to come in I, I think I'm going to go With Adelaide at this stage If Douglas and
1: um, McGovern come in And, and senior players They don't know how To get up And, and, and play the game Well they've the been bat, They've so. been pretty careful With those two So I think Yeah And, and that would be big ins And yeah. I think that might Get Adelaide over the line But because they're still Probably 50-50 For both of them I'm not obviously going to Change my tip until no. I think anyway.
0: right now, if you had to ask me, if you're telling me that they're going to play, I'm going with Adelaide. Yeah. But if they're not going to play, it, it does become a lot harder. So a tough game against Geelong, Adelaide obviously having to travel a fair way. Brisbane having gone to Tasmania last week, so both two teams having you know doing big travel the prior week. But regardless, I, I think probably just Brisbane. But at the same time, I was really impressed with them last week. But at the same time, mm-hmm. those guys come in. Geez, that, that does flip it quite a bit. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep moving. Uh, I mean, the, yeah. the, the main thing for me, I just wanted to say, so we'll try to include a few things that we just didn't get time to talk about in the review. We spoke a little bit about the Crows' outside run being so much better, and that was a real key to beating Geelong, especially with Geelong's you know chain-link players being poor. So if you've got quality outside run and, and that aspect of, of Geelong's games of deficiency that was a massive reason why they were able to win yep. so Malia and all these guys were, were really really good if they're able to replicate that and do that again and provide the level of tackle pressure that they were doing last week inside 50 that there's, has been missing from their game for some time they're a serious chance and uh, not just a serious chance, I think they'll probably win. If they're right. able to do those two things, again, and execute them well, yeah, I mean, Adelaide, uh, they, they strike me as a bit of a wounded animal, that, you know, it's, it's a bit desperate, and you just don't know what it's going to do. Yeah, I, I, that's, a, I that's think, a
1: great analogy, a wounded animal is right up there, because they have so much to play for, they've got a lot of pride. Pride, because, yeah, uh,
0: and having had, obviously, such an up and down season, and, such a you know, horrific injury list, which you know we hear all the time, but it is it is a reality, and I know injuries are part of football. I get it, I get it, I get it, but the injuries have been horrific. So, I for me, I, I do think that, that they are a massive chance, and. If they can pull off what they did against Geelong, they will absolutely win this game by 15 or 20 points. But Mm. are they going to be able to back it up? It is a very, very big question. And Adelaide have been so inconsistent, as we said from the start, loss, loss, win, loss, win. So, yeah, fascinating game. And one of the interesting games of the round, I don't think I'll be able to watch this one, unfortunately, live. I will watch it before we do the review next week. But fascinating game. And at the moment, I'm going to go with Brisbane, but watch the ins for this one.
1: I'm hoping it's on in the background somewhere.
0: Well, it'll be on Foxtel, so you'll have to go somewhere to to watch that one. So we'll keep moving, but yeah, if they're able to replicate that, Adelaide are a massive chance from last week, but then again, you can say the same about Brisbane, so... Very, very tight game. Next one in has to be probably game of the round on paper. Geelong versus Melbourne, eighth versus sixth. So Geelong yes. losing last week at GMHBA Grevis Bodley Hunt Stadium. Geez, fascinating. Melbourne starting to get back on the winners list, two wins in a row. Gorn having, you know, another you know Brownlow-esque day last yes. week. We didn't get enough time to talk about how outrageous that was. It was outrageous. Uh, just to say again, he was just ridic- ridiculous. That's not just a media beat up. I saw a little bit today, but he was unbelievable. But Geelong, you know, having a pretty tough game against Adelaide last week, it makes it fascinating, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely, uh, the Catters will be very happy to be coming home to grab his homestead home state. Yeah, the, yeah. Cat- the Cattery to take on a, a very fierce foe in. Uh, Melbourne yeah and wasn't fierce
0: in 2011 but no, a no,
1: bit more fierce be, now bit more fierce now so look yeah it's hard to, to back this it's not the, the game of the round just on paper they obviously one team coming into really good form that they were showing early in the year in Melbourne and obviously the Cats coming off a a disappointing loss. So they would have gone into that game against Adelaide as we spoke, very confident. They played extremely good football, and, especially their top end, as yeah, we said, and, and and didn't come away with the win. So you would think there would have been a, about bit of a rebound. Soul, yeah, a bit of soul searching from that mid to lower tier players. A lot of the senior players, I think, would have been in their ears. The coaching staff would have been in their ears about you know what we lost a missed out on a golden opportunity to get an away win. Very easy, or not easy, a very uh, likely win. In Adelaide because Adelaide haven't been playing good footy and I I expect Geelong to bounce back ferociously against Melbourne I think they're going to win by about 4 or 5 goals
0: so Geelong yeah, look for me Geelong have been pretty inconsistent this year but I mean part of that is they had a loss last week so are they going to bounce back this week Buzzer obviously had a really, really... He took one mark from 100 opportunities last week against the Crows. So, you know, he's obviously got to be in the mix for see you later. And then Menzel was not even remotely close to AFL level, only six touches. So there's... What... The match committee—they'll have to spend quite a bit of time thinking this one over—and you know, obviously Colin Jasney as well. There's there's a lot of aspects of what do they do with this existing side. It has been a, a really game of chess this year, for ins and outs for Geelong. Harry Taylor's a a chance to come back, so that's interesting. But yeah, you'll it, really have to wait till the last minute. You really know, obviously, with the way Geelong
1: play it. Yeah. But, if Henderson, yeah, reports, he's a chance. If he, if he can come back in, that makes a. Mad- massive massive difference if he even if he's only well he's going to be 100% fit if he's coming back but 80% match fit if he can see how 80% game time even 70% game time that just takes a lot of pressure off that back six that have been waiting and waiting for someone like him yeah. to come back into their team maturity Who, yeah. maturity has a very good understanding of the game reads the ball extremely well can play very physical one-on-one defense and can peel off his um, player as well and yeah. And help out other teammates. He's such a versatile player. Massive in if he can come in, uh, Collar Jazny if he can come in and, and take some pressure off that um, midfield too, and, and take some outside run. I think that just spreads Mel when a little bit more defensively, especially at home. home. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, and under lights too, it's going to be dewy down yeah, there. Yeah,
0: which doesn't help. So there's a few things too So Cramery, Hall and smith and Zach Smith potentially as well But I think Cranmery, so he's actually kicked 7 goals in 2 weeks mm. So if you haven't been watching the VFL results, he's been quite good George Hall and smith has been improving as well But it is obviously hard to know because the level below is you know not necessarily an indicator of what's going to happen We saw that with or Levers, not too bad the VFL he came in he was, he was pretty awful to be fair so, but I think the Cats, cats at home, I think the, the, the big, big factor, so we'll pivot over to Melbourne, the big factor is no vining. And yeah, that's a We've massive we've, we've, that's seen, massive the, we've seen the data this year of what happens with no vining, and it's not ideal. So he's so important to their side. I, I think he's 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 you know he's such a massive
1: factor. Yeah, so you would expect probably... Um, I think Dom or Tyson will come in. Or, or Vandenberg. Yeah, one, one of the two, yeah. He's been pretty unlucky not to get a regular call-up, so I don't know whether he's been inconsistent. Obviously, I don't follow the Melbourne Reserves too closely, but no. he was pretty consistent for the last two years, and I don't see his name mentioned too often, so maybe he's the inclusion, and maybe he's done his apprenticeship this year in the Reserves to yeah. warrant a call-up. Who knows? Cam Pedersen's so another kill-
0: one as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fascinating scenario with Vince too. What happens with him? Do they do they play him as well? Yeah, I mean, I, no, look, I think. Obviously, Melbourne's got those deficiencies with Lever out and Viney being another serious out. I, I just think that's going to get exposed. Geelong will do their homework and you know they they need a win now, especially after last week's loss. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, yeah, Cats to me, and I think, yeah, by about 20, 24 points, something like that.
0: Really? I reckon it'll be close. I reckon about a goal. So, I reckon Cat, yeah. Cats by a goal. It, it's going to be that close.
1: Should Mel- be a very, very good game to Yeah, to, to that watch. Night.
0: Absolutely, yeah. 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 That'll be on free-to-air. That'll be a big game and something that won't be a big game on Sunday Carlton versus the Hawks. Hawks absolutely need a win. And they're coming up against uh, a side that could barely compete in the VFL. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang
1: on. We've done our best to even it up.
0: Yeah. We injured Sicily He's got a broken Scaphoid it Doesn't so. matter <laughs> Does not no? matter okay. No no, It won't matter Come be- on Don't be serious There's no way Carl oh, Don't be serious Don't be ridiculous There is no way Carlton are going to win This game Surely
1: They've been Essendon
0: Years ago And Essendon Have been extremely Up and down and they got rid of Mark Neal, so that's, yeah, that's fixed it. That's fixed it, yeah. No, so, you're
1: right. I, I, yeah, I was being facetious. I was No, trying to, I was trying to talk Carlton up maybe a slight chance, but no, because I think if they're smart... You
0: can't consciously tip. No one can consciously tip Carlton. And if Carlton
1: was smart, they'll rest Cripps.
0: Well, I mean, this is the thing. They need him to get away from this psychological damage. There was a rumour going around this week that they... Are going to announce Cripps's re-signing, so watch out for that. I don't, okay. know, I don't know whether that's true, but there is a rumour floating around. Uh, I heard this on the weekend that they are a chance to re-sign him during the week. Apparently, they're getting closer to to some numbers, yeah. but who knows whether that's actually the case? And is he that bonkers to stay? Look and look, this is they're so far off yeah. being a seriously yeah. successful. In all seriousness,
1: sign. yeah, Hawthorne will win this. They'll win it comfortably, and they should do so and build a massive percentage because at the moment. They have got some serious issues on the injury front and finals are looking further and further away, as I just mentioned. Sicily, everyone's saying broken wrists, so technically it's a scaphoid. Scaphoid is a nasty injury to break. I've experienced it. So you've done this injury, huh? Yeah, so it's the smallest bone in the body and four to six weeks is minimum. It depends how well it uh, attaches itself to the surrounding bones. So cask minimum is four weeks and then depending on how well it binds and rehab about at least two weeks and that's a lot of uh, plasticine and getting it to move like you hear that click in the background that was the bone uh, the thumb that the scaffold was joined to I still get clicks and I did everything to it so it was, everyone goes, oh, but he played on. You don't actually notice it's a prolonged pain that comes through. I did mine halfway through a game and I didn't really notice the pain until about eight hours after the game. So, that's why um, Sicily continued to play because he wouldn't have noticed it. Um, So, yeah, look, I don't expect to see Sicily until finals if Hawthorne play at the best. Um, So, he's sitting back hoping they make finals. Yeah, sitting back playing home uh, six weeks. No playing, just sitting. Sitting and 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 playing with some plasticine in about four oh. weeks time, and <laughs> a PlayStation, and a PlayStation. Well, they're not too hard because you've got to use the thumbs hard. a fair bit. Actually, it's part, they actually tell you that that's part of, really? part of good rehab I was after a break. Wow. Yeah, once it's once it's all bound and that a little kids' dream, play yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, it's bone's fixed and you just got to work on the muscles around it. So play oh, wow. a PlayStation. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, Burgoyne's obviously. Yeah, okay. Burgoyne's another week away. Berg dogs. Burgl's at least three weeks away. Hundred years away. McAvoy's a month away, and Cereal is never coming back. Yeah, I think so. Those are some big names. <laughs> so yeah, again, I mean, injuries.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, stuff's got to go right for you, especially when yeah. you're a wrong rung side, and there's no. Yeah, so Show and Make is a bit of a chance to come in. He's been in a bit better form. Old mate might want to showcase him a little bit. No. The big, <laughs> <laughs> hate him. the big one is Warple as well. 35 oh, possessions the, the and a Mario guard. machine. Old Man Mario Kart. He with. so you aren't aware of this personal joke, we call uh, Warple a Mario Kart Doesn't Warple sounds like a, a yeah. friend of Mario's? It does. Yeah, it yeah. does. He's Old Man Peach and then Old Man, Warple. Man Warple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a bit of a chance David Mirror is always well pretty good in defence uh, You would imagine Gunston would take the Sisley role Especially against some witches hats It probably makes sense to test out that And see how that actually works When they do come up against some big sides later in the yeah, year Because they've got Geelong And they've got Sydney Sydney, it's two and, Joker sides so it, uh, yeah, And the, the Dons And the Dons Who are not necessarily that low But still very good so, yeah, So some yeah. tough...
1: But what the biggest thing was the the lack of intensity and any sort of commitment from such a big number of mid-tier players at Hawthorne that are usually super consistent. They might not rack up big numbers, but they were woeful on the weekend. And that's how they got exposed. So... I think maybe this is that game where Clarko can just you know what? I'm gonna give the kids a bit of a run and just just put the fire under the belly of some of these more senior players about, you know what, if you drop off for one quarter yeah, you're 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 out of the side. Yeah. Um Hawthorne Reserves, the Box Hill team have been doing pretty well. They haven't been as consistent in those last few years, but Still approaching uh, another year of finals, which is good. And I think, yeah, it's time to yeah bring in Warple, give Cousins a go, give, yeah. uh, what's his name, Caden Brand another chance to see if he can play at Vickery. AFL level. Oh, no. No, he retired, unfortunately. He's no good. No, he's no good. Show I was make, joking. <laughs> Showmakers, look, he can continue to do extremely well at VFL. He cannot play at AFL. He's one of those players that dominates that lower rank, but... The game's too fast. He got a flag. He did get a flag, and he played extremely well in that game, but the game has changed significantly since 2015. Which is crazy to
0: think about. You're right, isn't it? I mean, it's only been about five minutes, but it has changed significantly But who knows if
1: if, if they decide to go with Gunno in the back line and have another big key forward. Who knows? It might just be that um, good combination to stretch it. A oh, basically non-existent backline that Carlton has. So
0: let's go into something now that's about as exciting as watching paint dry. Let's talk the about Catton's in and out. So Catton, so big chance that Casbolt comes in, which means they'll Levi. lose by even more. So the Kaz! keep him away. So Matthew, lob. I thought they
1: retired him already. No,
0: no, he's still there. So okay. lob, lob's a chance to come in because Chris has got more problems. Mm-hmm. So he'll come in. I mean, Harry Mackay, we've been calling him Mackay. Apparently, it's Mackay. I'm not convinced because I hear Mackay and Mackay still. So, if there are any listeners out there, you oh, please date? let us know. Don't know. I'm not sure. I genuinely don't know. They got sacked
1: him. Got rid of him a few weeks he's ago. Old,
0: oh, was that, oh, hang on. Is that his father? Yeah. Oh, well, then it is Mackay. Yeah. You go, oh, okay, well, there you well, go. okay. Well, we solved it. Don't bother, listeners. We know the answer already. So, I was thinking that. that I'm pretty sure that was his dad, but I wasn't mm. totally. Okay, right.
1: Tarder one's got hair and one doesn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess that's true. I hadn't put that connection together, but there you go. Weedering, old mate. I mean, yeah, poor old mate hasn't gone too well this year.
1: Again, another player. They're coming really, in with one wheel in really, this game. I mean, how is he being cripple, uh, crippled by playing? Like, crippled. That's, that's a new word. Go on. Um, you know, crippled, like is in the crib. I get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 you get it. Um, <laughs> but is, it, he, is he. Is he okay, physically playing, and mentally? Well, they come. Like. Could he be being a, an absolute star in the making at well, another team?
0: The big problem, but so here's here's the key thing that a lot of people don't realise with AFL. So I think. So I was saying this to someone actually yesterday, Carlton are so bad and when, when it comes to these bottom sides, quality kids are going to look not great when they're completely exposed very early on in their career. Yeah. So there aren't that many players that can come into AFL and perform basically straight away in the early parts of their career with no help. Like that, that, that thats a small fraction of what comes out of the draft per year that can genuinely compete when they're completely exposed and having to play the key role. So when Doherty went down, you—I I thought, "Wow, Weathering's got basically no help now." No, and you know, he's only got really Simpson and, and a few other pieces down. The Simpson's very good, but backline's made up of multiple pieces. It just can't. And I think he's been much maligned this year. People have been really hard on him, and it's not his fault. He's only a couple of years in. I mean, it's going to take time. And a lot of players cannot impact like that when they're first coming in. No.
1: And obviously, the other um, players that Sauce has brought in, like Caleb Marchbank, they were there as support roles to help Doherty. And he's not there. So they yeah. get exposed. So the, it's multiple exposures of young mm. players going, Oh, we don't actually know how to play that key pillar yet. Mm. So it yeah, takes time to takes be able to time. do that.
0: Mm. The other thing, too, is like he might be able to play it for. 10 to 15 minutes but to be able to do that for a whole game
1: it's not easy no, there's, yeah, as you said, there's only a very select few first and second year players that can come in and have... Into a bottom side, side and, and dominate. Yeah, bottom side and have a major impact. They usually... Almost no one. There's very small usually fraction. They are playing in a good side yeah. when they have those impacts. And people always...
0: Well, people look at like a Judd and say, oh, well, he came in and dominated. And it's like, yeah, but that West Is Coast West team Coast? ended up being really damn good. Like, they, at the time, it didn't look like he was surrounded by a lot of talent. No. But as it went on, absolutely, yeah. he was surrounded by a lot of talent because there was a couple of Pretty jokers, jokes hanging around there that were very good. So a couple of things I wanted to touch on with this game that we didn't get a chance to talk about in the review. So we just had to keep going. And at this point, we were, you know, really struggling to get through everything. But Hawks, I thought, really lacked physicality last week. You'd think that they'll really, you know, dominate Carlton physically as well. Just to prove, I mean, obviously they're betting down on a pretty low side. But I think especially last week, they, they really lacked a lot of physicality. And Brisbane were, you know, far better than them at that. And, you know, they really missed McAvoy last week. Do you think, from a ruck potential, I mean, obviously with Cruiser out, it doesn't help they're going to be going up against Lobb, but do you think that they missed McAvoy a lot last week, obviously against Stephen Martin, Mm. but do you think that that's going to be exposed more this week? Or probably not really, because they're playing such a low side.
1: No, yeah, I I think Segler's superior to any of the backup rucks that Carlton have. And if Segler had not have been injured last year, I think his efforts against Stefan Martin Would have been Balanced Anyway I think it's just He's still trying to Build into his, his Season after 18 months out It'll be interesting To see if they Mark Pitney, Who's the Third backup Ruckman At Hawthorne Has got over His little niggle From a couple Of weeks ago And comes back Because Hawthorne Do and have all, For a number Of years now Structured their Game plan around Two rucks mm. But who's the Ruck for Carlton Levi Cusbell well, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't laugh. No. Or but Matthew
0: Lobb. Who? Matthew Lobb. Yeah, yeah. He Matthew. came from
1: Port Adelaide? Don't I can't I think so. Off the top of my head, yeah, no, I, I think after that, it will be more about nullifying Cripps if he plays <laughs> and and, Ed and I mean, would know, into a joke about Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be you know, a little bit
0: serious, at least, but it is very hard to try to do a legitimate, you know analysis of an upcoming game against the pack of witches' Hats. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, I do not know which Hats
1: came in like, right? There you go. Oh, that, well, that'll be more... That's bigger talking <laughs> point. Are they going to wear blue? It's their home game. Are they going to wear their, their super silver?
0: What's with that terrible, like,
1: pockets they have on the back of the shorts? It looks ridiculous. Right. They look like garbage pyjamas. Imagine, imagine they were not that I want to bag the Hawthorne Guernsey because it was for a cause, but brown and pink up against silver and blue. Yeah. What? <laughs> Nobody's gonna
0: watch the game anyway, but horrible. <laughs> <thing>. Even <laughs> Hawthorne's Hawthorn supporters might tune out of this one. So clearly Hawthorne both for us out of that game. We better keep moving. So yeah. Optus Stadium, the Eagles versus the Doggies. Interesting game at 320. So, Eagles having a a massive win against Collingwood at the G's. They got over a little bit of a hoodoo there. And the Doggies losing to the D's and right at the back end of the season now with a lot of injuries. Yeah. Falling away. And,
1: and obviously still more conjecture over what's going on in the Doggies' game plan and who they play and who they don't play. So regardless, they're not playing finals yet. Bevo's still having to uh, answer questions about players and why they're being played and why they're not being played. And it's like, you serious? Who cares about those issues? They're not playing finals. Yeah. Roughhead and him having a beef. Like, of he's not going to agree to those insinuations regardless of their children. He's going to say, no, that's a load of crap. And the same with the injury to Boyd. It's like he's not going to sit there and go, "Yeah, we made it up. Yep, that's what we did. You know, he's not worth playing because no, we're yeah. going to lose. So we'll just give him a break." And I want to expose my other mate that he's not my mate.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. so there'll be quite a few movements on the dog side. You'd think so. Jordan Rufford got obliterated by Gorn so you'd think that he's. Potentially gonna come out, Boyd, big chance to, to come back, you'd think, and then you know, Crozier as well, Honeychurch. So they've got they've got a few there that, that are sort of sitting on the edges. Fergus Green I thought was was quite good as well recently. So got a four goal a uh, four goal four goal hall, it's hard to say. In uh, the VF last week So
1: I wouldn't be surprised Funnily enough If Bevo Ends up playing Both Rough Head And Boyd If Boyd's right Because I'm assuming They're not lying properly And he had an injury And it wasn't worth the risk And if he comes back well, he they he has can play though Yeah Yeah So playing both They're coming up Against a team That's likely to play Two rucks anyway With Vardy And Lysett And And then they've got Two big key forwards That potentially Roughhead in particular Could go back in defence And play against Someone like a darling
0: I guess from a Pessimistic perspective I'm looking at it too In that the dogs Are out of finals race So he might Completely use this game To test To see How other players Are are playing at AFL level So there might be A few mixes Old mate
1: English So he's another one
0: So old mate English is a chance to come in for the the doggies as well. Even so. if he
1: gets dominated, at least he gets exposed to coming up against some quality. Well, he might be playing against
0: Vardy. He might. He might yeah.
1: be. Might be, oh damn it! But we never know. No, he was. Very, like he's English. been very good. English, he's a good yeah, shown, but he's just very lean. Yeah,
0: he's very. He's like two years old, but he'll 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 be good. Yeah. So Eagles obviously really starting to tune up with their three big offensive ins. So Kennedy, Darling, and Le Corral. Uh Interesting, but yeah, I mean West Coast by a fair way. You'd imagine. I'd be interesting mm. to see whether they recall Barass. That's the main one I'm probably waiting on for uh, an ins because you think Vardy's a pretty obvious one with uh, Nick Nat being out for another year. Which, which is, is not ideal. Sad. Yeah. We haven't gone sad into that. Much, I mean we've yeah. already lost
1: one superstar that's a freak of nature for the forever basically. The low possession Joker. Yeah, now we've yeah. got another one that we don't get to see uh, for a team that's likely going to play finals, which is and that's, it, really it? And that which really is good sad. knee too, which is yeah, uh, and he was just, real good. just starting to get that form back too. He's starting to feel confident on his other leg and yeah, just really disappointing and sad for for Nick Knapp but he's obviously quite resilient lucky he's quite young or youngish still so hopefully he can get back from and and play some good footy in a few years. Time. In
0: retrospect, that draft, so the Nick Nat and Jack Watts, so Jack Watts went number one and Nick Nat went two and there was always that conjecture, you know, Nick Nat early was dominating and you'd think, oh, look, he surely should have been first, but then when you look at it now they're both fairly maligned. Like I know Nick Nat's obviously been really good and he's had amazing patches and he does a lot around the ground and he's very, going to be very difficult to replace. What you asked me in the last episode, do I think Nick Nat's a, no Nick Nat is a you know, a end of Eagles finals race I don't necessarily think so I need to see more of a sample size probably not especially when they've won so many games they're a big chance to finish top four but yeah it's fascinating I mean that that draft those top two might be two very malign players but
1: yeah and and both teams that they play for now could be buying off for a grand final spot yeah without them yeah so that's interesting (laughs) which would be fascinating in itself but yeah, look West Coast by a long way. Yeah, I think they're three or four, or five string uh, string midfield, pick up thirty touches each, probably pile on eight, nine goals between them and their forward half will just dominate. Yeah, Liam
0: Ryan's another one that is a bit of a chance to come back in after that car crash wacky scenario. So whether he comes back in yeah, a few things are Chi as well, She'd Yeah, I think for me, it, it won't really make too much of a difference. So I think Bevo will probably bring in a few different aspects yeah. for the Doggies because they're you know well and truly out of now. I think it's your respect the lineup
1: that West Coast bring in. They win comfortably.
0: I think they'll win, yeah. yeah, especially at home. I think they'll win by a good six or seven goals. And they already beat them at Etihad this year, so they've beaten them on their beat home them. ground. They'll okay. beat them over there. Next game and last game of the round, Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide versus the Giants. Massive game. And another really good curtain call of the round. And some yeah, yeah. Sunday Twilight games have been fantastic. They, it's they've, been very good for pubs and good for Foxtel. I was going to
1: say, AFL may have not caught... Friday nights Right this right. year But they've, they've got, got Sunday done. afternoons Well Fox L have on. mandated
0: you got to fix that up Because yeah. we're, they were getting A lot of very basket case games At the back end And I think they sort of said Well, well what's the point of, of, of having us If no one's going to Subscribe to this If there's got yeah. these Garbage games At the back end of the round But you're right There has been some Very good ones so Port Adelaide were, you know, horrific as we said against Fremantle last week. Ryder obviously is going to miss, and Gray they'll ride that concussion right till the back end of the week. But you'd think, you know, nowadays with concussion, given it was such a heavy hit to yeah. the ground, you would think Gray is going to miss as well. I would say at least one match, surely. I think so too. So that does make this pretty fascinating. If Ryder was fitting in and Gray was fitting in, I would say no, nah, Port. Port Port are going to win this by a few goals. But those two out, it makes it a lot tighter.
1: Does make it a lot tighter? I'm still leaning towards Port. I'm still going with Port as well, yeah. especially with losing last week. Yeah, and they get. Uh, you would think Jasper Pitter comes back in. Obviously, they don't have a genuine backup for Ryder. I think they can cover Gray a little bit easier just because... And that's not to say he's not a superstar. No, I mean, no They're easy yeah. to replace. I think they've just got more players that can play that role, whereas the Rucks, as, as it is this year, not having the third man up again, having a dominating Ruck like Perry Ryder is hard to replace, whereas... Well, Billy Frampton's been pretty good, so he's a chance to come in for Port. Yeah, so that means probably you, you swing Wingard into the forward lining Go, mate. Just play like you did a few years ago, please, and take him away from the midfield. Hopefully, Watts can play a bit more solid off the wing. Yeah, Jarrapola can stand up. Westhoff can help in the ruck. Yeah, yeah, all that type of stuff. So, and even and maybe uh, Dixon plays plays a bit in the ruck as well if he's not kicking goals. They, they've got a lot of uh, flexibility at the moment, and obviously, last week was a little plight and just a little bit off. had a quiet game. You expect that every now and again when teams are up and running about. So, I expect Port LA to bounce back and win just I think three goals Yeah home, I reckon possibly advantage. less than
0: that yeah I mean it's it's going to be such a tight game the injuries are starting to hurt the power with obviously the, those ones there and a couple of others but yeah I mean Thomas yeah. wasn't great last week either mm-hmm. Bonner wasn't particularly great Carl Amon too there's, there's a few of these that we were looking at last week that you know we didn't get time to get into that game much but that, there was a few players that were very poor but the whole side was poor so it is very hard to read what they will do, but yeah, you know, I'm going to go with Port. But let's let's have a look at the Giants as well. So the the big chance, though, I mean, so Deledio is is, is, a, is a massive chance to play. So uh, there was some talk even that he would play against Richmond, but they ruled that out pretty quickly. I mean, he would have loved to have gotten up to play his old side, but yeah, he, he's a massive chance to play in this game. And yeah, I mean. For me, you'd think Toby Green's going to be another level better from last week, and he was pretty good last week in his first week
1: back. One of those freak players that comes off a long-term injury and can just slot back in and go, you know what, I was born for this. Yeah, he's a freak player. You expect him to play extremely well, especially with no Jonas. He probably gets off the leash a little bit, not that Jonas would be his direct opponent, but Jonas locks down that back line. I'd expect Jasper Pittard to get onto uh, green if he plays. Yeah. Just because not because he matches up well, I think he'll annoy the shit out of Green and might turn Green into an A, a, a mean machine. Yeah, mean machine and do something stupid. And I think that's a good ploy if <laughs> if Port Adelaide do that. Get under his skin. Get him off his game because he's the match winner up forward for um, the Giants at the moment without the two big players in Cameron and uh Patton and out. Patton
0: as well, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean JWS's tactics against Richmond were really good last week. You know, they went to that kicking out of trouble rather than handball out of trouble last week and that really worked against that style of game, how they employ that against Port will be really interesting to see. Port's kicking last week was horrific, and it is one of the major deficiencies of their game. Their field kicking is you know, not rated particularly high in the league, especially in comparison when you look at where they're sitting on the ladder. So I, it'd be fascinating to see tactically. We won't go into that too much, because I'd, I'd like to talk a bit about this game tactically after the fact. And yeah, given on happens. paper, it does look quite good. There's a few things I want to talk about, but I might wait to see... Because both teams, I mean, obviously Port were were awful, but in the last month they've done a few things that I'd, I'd like to see to see whether they do do this against GWS... But I think yeah, Port for me. But I tell you what, I mean, you're not throwing your tip away to go for the Giants. No, absolutely. Both not. have gone four and one in the last five weeks, so it shows you just how close this game is. Five and seven, and if the Giants are able to get this, they're well and you know well and truly back in this game. Now. I just
1: expect three players in particular for Port Adelaide to really step up and have massive games. Ollie Wines. Jared Pollock and Tom Rockliffe I think they go um, really hard and use their, their big bodies and skill uh, and probably Travis spoke a little bit as well uh, just to lead from the front and get their team over the line. That, that's that's how I see it playing out and that's what will make the difference in this game. But yeah, I agree. If GWS get up it's not going to be a surprise either. They're, they're, they're building as well.
0: Because Giants had that draw as well. They're sitting at 38 points and Geelong is sitting at 36 so if Geelong are able to To beat Melbourne and the Giants are able to do a miracle win against Port it doesn't really change things much in terms of ladder position because of that draw it is a fascinating thing with the draw it's almost a a hindrance but then it's also you know sometimes it can be the saviour so it's a a fascinating scenario but I think yeah, Port for us but yeah I mean if there is another out interesting game interesting one out yeah I might I might,
1: um, I might head out and try and catch this somewhere on Fox somewhere because it looks like a really good game to watch.
0: You would think so, yeah. So let's go back through the games. So I mean, yeah, Richmond over the Saints first up on Friday night. Yeah, Friday
1: night. Yeah, easily. Um, there'll be periods where the St Kilda really push and, and and make a good contest, but the class and the composure and everything else that it is at Richmond will uh, get over the top and they'll win pretty comfortably in the end. Yeah,
0: area. I mean, yeah, Pies as well. You'd think over North for me, but you reckon? Yeah, north Yeah, I over think pies. North.
1: Yeah, I think North, desperate to get that win, just to stay in touch with the top eight. And without a definite Mason Cox in, I just think it's going to be too much of a stretch for Collingwood to to handle the um, firepower that North have. I don't disagree,
0: but at the same time, I think I'm going to go with the Pies, but yeah, Cox is still a massive chance. Yeah, and And it's a
1: flip of the coin game.
0: Look, yeah, who knows? It's such a hard game, and yeah, look, Pies just for me, but yeah, if Cox doesn't play again... I. Would probably flip to north mm. next game, Sydney versus the Sun, Sydney by Sydney. 100 miles, however much you can count you Talking to, need to talk into that, no, nah, Essendon versus Frio, Essendon for both of us. We both think the Dons,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's flattering that they're sitting 12th and 11th on the ladder at the moment. Obviously, well, their Freo's, form has been excellent, yeah. Essendon's form over the last six to eight weeks is superior to Frio. Snuck some lucky wins at home, I think, and well,
0: Port were horrific. I mean, you yeah. look at it, and Essendon have won four out of the last five, whereas Dockers have won three out of the exactly. last five. So you think, exactly. oh, that's not too different, but they it's played the a dead frio. Yeah. I mean, that that was just a bizarre. Scenario That's not going to happen again. They, no. they were lucky to get no, such a So I think again, rate. yeah,
1: Don's will present his booster for this. Bo- so Bomberos
0: for both of yeah, us. absolutely. Brisbane versus the Adelaide Crows. We've really? both
1: gone with the Lions. Very close game. I think very entertaining game. Hopefully it's a really high scoring game, which I think that's what You happened. would think so, yeah. But yeah, I think because of the uh, it's being played at the Gabba and the Crows are coming off a really hard slog against the Cats, mm. whereas Brisbane are coming off, not an easy win but the second half was much easier than the first half so I think they're just going to be a little bit fresher in the legs
0: and you make a good point I mean you know Brisbane have been able to kick pretty big scores at the Gabba this year so you'd think that they'll be able to do that again and gee, I just have too much doubt that the Crays are going to be able to back up You know, that performance they had against Geelong, I didn't even think it was going to happen, let alone Mm -hmm. happen and then happen again. So, uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the Lions. Yeah, a lot does hinder again. If they get some of those big players back,
1: if If Adelaide does does Douglas comes back in,
0: yeah. Look, there's a a few that are sort of sitting on the edges. So that's a game worth looking at the ins and outs close to the start. Absolutely. And then Geelong versus Melbourne, we both think the Cats... Yeah, yeah, amazing game, but back. we think the Cats at home. Yeah, absolutely. And then Canton versus the Hawks. All my straight Hawks. Yeah. Carton by 100 points. Next game, <laughs> Eagles versus the Doggies. We both think the Eagles, two versus 14th. Yeah. yeah. Probably not going to be much of a match, you would assume. I hope the Doggies make a bit of a fight out of it, but you would think, with, well, the, d- yeah, with push- Darling Kennedy and Lacroix back in, and then after a week of playing, and they'll they'll be better this week, you'd think.
1: Absolutely, and you can point arguments go, oh, the Doggies have done it before. I am going, yeah, but not with the team they've got at the moment. They're just missing too many players that actually legitimately feel like it, they could push West Coast over there.
0: Yeah, and a young Dog side, I mean, another thing we, I want to talk about in the review, but we just ran out of time, but the Eagles really took away the leg speed of the Pies last week. The way they structured up the ground and, you know, that kicking efficiency that they had last week was excellent. So I think, you know, that their ability to spread the ball, it's just going to hurt a very young and inexperienced dog side. I just don't think that's going to help. And the other thing, too, was, you know, I, I was another player we, we, we've spoken a little bit about, we just haven't had enough time to talk about you know obviously every team and every player but someone that has been in the notes that we just you know just has missed out a couple of times but Hutchings, I thought his tag last week, uh, the Eagles Hutchings. A lot of people you might not even know who he is, but I, I think he's quality, and you don't hear much about him on the East Coast. But Hutchings' tag on side bottom, I thought was excellent, mm. and I had that written yeah. down in the notes. But we just had so much to get through. But he, he is fantastic, and he's someone to watch. And I think um, you know, against a, you know, he might go to some some of the top tiers, maybe a McRae or someone at the, the top end of the Dogs. Yeah, just stop so. any
1: influence they may have. Our, he's, he's one of their peaks, so yeah, that, that'll yeah. be
0: something to watch. And that was something that we just. Get a chance to talk about, but definitely watch out for Hutchings. And then the last game, power versus the Giants. Yeah, I think power just, but I tell you what, if there's another out, and if, yeah, I think Giants are a massive chance to win this game.
1: Massive chance, absolutely. They obviously got their uh, confidence building, they're building uh, personnel coming back with some good uh, midfields. Green, obviously, back helps them kick goals up forward. I just think that's the key to the game. If they can. Uh, shut down Toby Green, that is Port Adelaide can shut down Toby Green, then that'll go a long way to uh, winning this game. And I, as I said earlier, I think that midfield, especially for some of those bigger contested players like Ollie Wines, Rockcliffe and... And they Park, were all down, and you don't see down. them go
0: down much two weeks in a row. No. That so, was something we didn't get... It. I mean, look, we we, did, we skated through that game. Skated through but, it, yeah.
1: yeah. So And at, at home, they're going to have the home crown advantage... In the afternoons I, I, Yeah, I think Port for that And a
0: lot of travelling too You know, the Giants just went over to WA recently And then had to go back over to the East Coast And then back over to SA So quite a lot of travelling mm. Port are going to win this game But I think Giants are a massive chance still I think They're still such a good side They've got so much talent in there And, you know, that they're, they're, they're sort of pretty keen to, to get it back together again As you can see As they've been over the last month And kids in would, would seriously help
1: Oh, absolutely! If Leeds could get into that list, into that game, obviously he'll uh, bring in a lot of class off the half back line and targets. Yeah, left, right, and centre. That's he's for so sure. Classy, but again, is he going to be able to get up to speed with the game? He's been out for a long, long time, and, and we've seen 33? so many oh, Three?
0: Something, something in and around there. He's he's
1: well over thirty, and yeah, you know, there's so
0: many players that even young players that even players at their peak that it just takes time. You know, yeah, it, it's not, you can just can't come into
1: AFL level yeah, Griffin dominant. hasn't, I mean, he's been sold, but he hasn't been outstanding over the last few weeks at GWS. So it'd be interesting to see how Delidio does fit in when he comes back.
0: Definitely, yeah. So thanks so much for listening, guys. We're both going with power for that one. Really mm-hmm. appreciate it. If you could rate and review us, that would be fantastic. So the rate and review, what it does is it allows more people to see the podcast. So it's not uh, an ego thing while we're asking for it. If you do put down a rate and review on iTunes or any of the platforms, it helps boost it up the charts so the iTunes... Analytics work really weirdly, so it's not just about people listening that boosts the podcast up the chance, it's also based on reviews and people interacting with the podcast. Interacting, yes, like
1: other social media platforms, more interaction the better it is.
0: Yeah, to spread it, but in terms of their analytics, like rating it does make a massive difference and it does impact other platforms. So if you can do that, that would be fantastic. And we've got a couple of really nice reviews recently, which we really appreciate, and thanks so much to. The listeners that have already done that, we really appreciate it and it does help get the podcast out there because unless you're a true crime podcast about murder and really hectic stuff, it's it's pretty hard to get your podcast yeah, out there. Yeah, everyone's
1: got a podcast these days. But most
0: of them are about true crime. True, so, cr- true crime, true true or, crime or, or their
1: past... <laughs> Sporting Lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, are talking about how we went back in the day. Yeah, so
0: that's it. So um, we really would appreciate you doing that and check out Hops to Home. They're really, really solid sponsors of us. Hops to Home.com.au. Enjoy the footy. footy. Some pretty good games this round. So, yeah. And, uh, have
1: fun. On the tail end, we're almost in finals time. You're that's built. it.
0: <laughs> you built six weeks to go. See you later. See ya. Cheers. <laughs>